Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. What up, what up? We back. Realist Podcast Sever. It's your boy C. Diddy. I don't know who I am. Were you about to say something of significance? I was about to say, if he doesn't have a key fob, how the hell am I going to get John upstairs when he arrives? Well, my man, Ant. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. And he also invited me to curate with our children. Okay. I got about 10 unfinished pieces. <laughs> <laughs> 10 unfinished pieces. <laughs> 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 I tried not to laugh. <laughs> they already cutting up on a Monday. Yeah, Shout out to us. Uh, yeah, man, we uh, we got a special guest joining us a little bit later on in this episode. I was about to say the window wash people left. We could have yeah. we could have willed it on a scaffold. That's a that's a that's a tricky job. My man, uh, my man uh, Hamza do that shit. That's a well, he used to. He a, he, he the boss now. He that's a scary job. Like, he used to do that shit on skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah. I've seen motherfuckers out there. Uh, 30th Street up on the Amtrak building, up on the uh, the new FMC. Yeah, I'm they, like, it has to be a better way. Yeah. There has to be some, like, window-washing helicopter that comes by with some giant, uh, with an AK full of Windex and, like, ah. sprays the building. You would think. You would think. Like, when it rained. That'd be kind of hot, too. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> With the Gatling gun, full of windows. With a Elton John backpack on. Rocket man, you listening to that shit flying around the city, dog. But to think about, you know, you know, some of these jobs that are just inherently dangerous, and the fact that like they haven't changed, like they're static for the last 70, 80 years. It's the same job. There's no innovation. There's no nothing to help niggas out. You know what's one of the most dangerous jobs out there? Bringing in cargo tankers. Really? It's dangerous as shit. Die a lot, probably. Apparently, getting the cargo tanker when it comes out from the actual ocean, like being the one who actually gets it to the port, is like one of the most dangerous jobs on the earth. People die. Like, you should see the pay for the shit. Literally, working this shit, you can make like $135 an hour doing this shit. Yeah, I would imagine. I was going to say, it's probably like $100 an hour. Fucking uh, like lighthouse operators. That's a fucking like dangerous ass fucking job because you got to be out there when them storms hit and all that shit and high tide and everything. Fucking uh, people that do like uh, underwater engineering and shit like that. Like motherfuckers that build the bases yeah. for bridges and shit. Like that shit is crazy. Oh yeah, what if you, you, your math was off? Exactly. The calculator ain't working. <laughs> math Over wasn't mathing. Yeah, that shit is that shit is no joke, man. And it's like you know, to this day, it's like bridges are um, still just the most like marvelous shit that I see. Even more so than like skyscrapers, because it's just like when you get into like how you gotta like build a bridge and setting the base. And it's like I've watched this video. It was like four different ways to like properly set a bridge into like a underwater <laughs> base or whatever like that. And it's like all these different techniques. Some is cement, some is uh, metal, some is metal and cement and all this shit, and it's just like, yo, these motherfuckers throw these bridges up in, like, no time. 
because like they got the shit like kind of like automated now, but you still got to go down in the in the in the ground or in the water and do the dirty work. The, the bridges always amaze the fuck out of me. Amaze the shit out. They of move them. and they like they married to move. Yeah, they made to move. Yeah, like you know if you can you can catch it, John. Where like bridges will sway yeah. and shit like that. Like that shit is crazy. It's a suspended thing. Yeah, you know it's a bridge down in I think Virginia. It's like long as fuck. Like long as shit. Because I remember, I think we rode on the John one time. Chesapeake Don't give me the line, but I know it's I somewhere that's that's it. down there. That yeah, because you can't you can't ride like you. It feel like you going flip over. <laughs> right. there. You know, I stay in the middle. Yeah, that's my technique on any bridge. Yeah, stay, stay in the, the middle because <laughs> it's like in, in the movies in the nineties, all the bad shit happened on bridges. Yeah, like fucking Copland, <laughs> fucking all these movies and shit. It's like yeah, yeah, they get their head busted <laughs> always on a bridge. <laughs> The Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Yeah, Chesapeake yeah, Bay Bridge. Yeah. yeah, that shit is serious. That's not the longest bridge in America, though. Yeah, but it's long as fuck, though. Yeah. The 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 Manchac Swamp Bridge in Louisiana. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I don't want nothing to <laughs> Swamp Bridge. No thanks. Indiana Jones, yeah, alligators and shit. Yeah. shit waiting for you. <laughs> you be gator food, man. But uh, apparently it's 120... Uh, the bridge carries over the Mount Swamp, Louisiana, represents third highest running at 66 miles. 66 miles. 66 miles. That's a long no, ass no, bridge. No, no. That, nope. that this can't be right. Nope. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm, I read it wrong. The, it, co- it covers a span where if you went around it, but the bridge itself is 22 miles. Oh, all right. That ain't that bad. That's still ridiculous. That's still, bad. That's still 25 minutes on the bridge. 22 miles, though? That's still at least 20 minutes on the bridge. Think about it. 22 miles ain't from here to KOP. <laughs> right. That's a All long bridge. ass bridge. <laughs> That's too much gator. Yeah. Because it's like, what happens if like you catch a flat or prayer? That's about it. Because ain't nobody coming to save your ass. Oh. Yeah, I'm on mile. Uh, yeah, I'm 11. on mile thirteen of the bridge. <laughs> yeah, nah. That's a long ass bridge, dog. Nah, 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 man. Uh, shout out to our sponsor for this week. Uh, John Wanley is actually going to be here later uh, to discuss all the happenings with this uh, very, very dope event that we're a part of and we're co-signing. It's the Your Home First Time uh, first time Fall fall First Time Home Buyers event. Um, they're going to have all of the region's best agents, brokers, and lenders there. Um, it's a free event to attend. It's basically going to be like the ultimate, like, uh, mixer, real estate party, whatever the case may be. And their whole goal is to educate as many people um, about the home buying process. Um, you know, a lot of these zero down programs that's being rolled out right now between Bank of America and a bunch of other lenders and stuff like that, being able to get you help with closing costs, everything like that. And, um, you know, it's free food, free refreshments, free drinks. Um, starts at 6 p.m. on Saturday, October 29th at Figo Restaurant in Northern Liberties. Uh, 1033 North 2nd Street. That's Saturday, 1029 at Figo Restaurant. Starts at 6 p.m. It's free to attend. TRPE co-signed it. Uh, my man Will Warren is doing all of the social for it. It's, there's going to be email blasts and everything going out. And again, John Wanley, uh, who's the president um, and the CEO of uh, Your Home, will be here later to discuss all of the happenings with the event, whatever, and give you all some additional incentives on why you should be attending that event. Um, shout out to everybody that's involved. It's going to be a super duper dope event. I will be in attendance. Come get my free uh, food and liquor and oh. see about buying me a crib. What day is it on? Uh, the Saturday, the 29th of October. Okay. We in there. Yeah, we in the building. Mm. 
For sure. Yeah, if John Juan left, you should be doing some type of something. <laughs> like you you had to make it. Yeah, you definitely ain't working at Roy Rogers. Or like John Juan Lay. Juan Lay, what time you coming in Sunday? Yeah, yeah that ain't going to work. You got to be the boss. The last name is Juan Lay? That's not three names? No, that's one name. Oh, I thought it was John Juan no, Lay. No. W O N L A H. What is that? I have no idea. We're gonna see when I just found out the origin of my name uh, like eight years ago. So, French and Welsh. How'd you find that out? Uh, Google. Do you believe that? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No. And what did you type in exactly? Uh, Origin of fame. Okay, I'm gonna do this. Origin of origin of last name. Kane. I thought so too. I think my last name is kind of Irish. Um, English, France, Hebrew. Got like mad origins over there. French, Hebrew, and German. French, Hebrew, and German. Yeah. So uh, basically Western Europe. Yeah. So. Assuming there were some slave owners somewhere. Exactly. So where does slavery (laughs) come in? (laughs) Because all you're researching is where your slave owners came from. Yeah, where, right. Where did they get their (laughs) initial money? Yeah, like, that's why I I never trust any of that ancestry, any of that type shit. Yeah, that shit is cooked. It's just, you're going to guess. Like, you're just going to guess. Like, you're not going to really, really know. Like, yeah. there's no, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, if there's no documented paperwork or this and the third, how could you possibly just be like, mm, Congo? Like, it's just, no. It's just a big That ass. nose is kind of wide. Yeah, that nose is Send us a picture, too. <laughs> Send us a picture and a drop Turns of blood. Turn to the side. <laughs> Send us a picture. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Profile is real harambe Yeah, real shit. Did you see Dikembe speaking of Congo? He got a brain tumor. Oh, I heard about that. I didn't really uh, Yeah, he's, uh, he's about to go uh, undergo treatment for it or whatever, whatever. So, yeah, and prayers sh- up. Uh, prayer, definitely. Shout out Dikembe, man. Dikembe, prayers up. Dikembe Mutumbezi. Living legend, man. Yeah, motherfucking. Um, I was I was watching the joint where they was talking about like the best players ever and this that, and the third. Dikembe did a lot. You know? Hell yeah. yeah, he did a whole lot. The um that Nuggets team that upset the Sonics was one of my favorite teams of all time. Robert Pack and all of yeah, them. Yeah, uh, yeah. fucking uh, Lafonso Ellis. That was mm-hmm. my man. Yeah, that was the old Nuggets. Yeah. Did you see people are making a big deal now because the Nuggets uh mascot? He's the highest paid mascot in the NBA. He makes six hundred and fifty grand a year. And the highest paid WNBA player makes two forty. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm, I'm and, about to react. Sorry. He brings more entertainment value in one game. He does way more. <laughs> he brings like can't none of them hoes dunk like Rocky. Like, like let's call a spade a spade. Like I definitely see Rocky do a front flip from the foul line. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Rocky and the and the bull from Chicago Yo. should be the highest paid mascot. Like, 
You see that motherfucker bull coming down with dog. that fucking popcorn, dog. nigga? That eight, eight foot tall bag of popcorn? Me and Jules, That's your ass, nigga. Me and Jules, when they was talking about the most ridiculous mascots, <laughs> it is like, who came up with the Phoenix Gorilla? Because that has nothing to nothing do. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> with Phoenix. They no, because just... the gorilla was chilling in the sun. Yo. So... <laughs> the foxes. <laughs> Remember hip hop from the sixes? The cactus. Yo, Sixers had a bunny named Hip Hop, and we out through you. I always had a theory that that was Pat Croce, cause you in never seen him in the same place. <laughs> you ain't never seen Pat Croce and Hip Hop. Oh, I could put an extra two thirty in my pocket. But yeah, Rocky makes six fifty a year, and women was all going crazy on Facebook. Like, I mean, here's the thing: shut the fuck up and support the league. This is a simple Yo. fix. Y'all won't even support the league with your eyeballs. Yeah. We've talked about this. Like, it's an, it's annoying. Ain't that crazy point. that if you... don't even watch the shit. If viewership free. If viewership just went up... Like, everybody gets a raise. Everybody gets a raise, yeah. Today, yeah. like the same day, like, all you gotta do is sustain the viewership. Y'all ain't even gotta... Like, let alone attending and buying merchandise. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, yeah. we can start paying somebody a million. Yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, it's a women's sports league that is subsidized by male athletics. The WNBA gets a $10 million a year subsidy from the NBA just to operate. So if you remove that $10 million subsidy, y'all don't even get the 230 uh, a year max contract shit. Like, y'all don't even get to that point. So... It's just like, at this point, y'all have to be, one, better ambassadors of the, of the game. Two, incentivize your base, which is women, to watch the game. But these same women that won't watch the WNBA were fucking dressed up in lingerie Man. at the fucking Sixers preseason game. Yeah. Y'all will go to a Sixers preseason game dressed to the nines, but you will not attend a WNBA game. That's not on that's not on men or on on male athletics. That's not our problem. Just all around. Like you figure women are paid equally, if not more, in a lot of different things. Like look at television. You know what I'm saying? There's tons of female actors that are making look at Sofia Vergara coming off of the drum with uh with Al Bundy. What was the show they had? Um, oh, uh, 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 Modern Family. Modern, Modern Family. Family. She's one. Of, she was literally like the highest yeah. paid TV actor. Angela Bassett is making four hundred thousand. Liv is doing damn near a million an episode, and SVU do thirty eight shows a season. Yeah. So, like, it, here's the thing: nobody complains. No men complain about the industries where women make decidedly more than men do. I.e. modeling. Women literally make like 7X. The top yeah. male model compared to the top female model is 7X. Yeah, Gigi, and, like a bean. Gigi and Bella uh, Hadid are making millions of dollars a year. Kali, uh, 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 Kendall Jenner is making millions of dollars a year. Nobody complains. Like, you know why? We don't oh. care. Like, Did you know Sofia Vergara was the highest paid television actor for fucking seven years straight? Believe 2013 it. to 2020. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know how much she's worth? Probably uh, 200. 220 million. Tyrese bitch from Four Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> she came a long motherfucking yeah. way. Yeah, meanwhile, Tyrese got a motherfucking Benny Hanna's in a Starbucks in his house crying on fucking Instagram every week about uh, uh, about that, making that, money. That Kevin Hart shit, he said when he became an activist, he's like, I got to the rally. He was like, I get there. I'm with Tyrese and Ludacris. And it's just like, yo, this shit ain't right, man. <laughs> he's like, this shit don't look right. 
He's like, they threw me the bullhorn. Like, give us some words, Kev. And he was like, I didn't know what to say. And Tyrese is in my ear. And he's reciting lines from Fast and the Furious. He's like, we family, so we going to ride together. <laughs> Still in part. <laughs> Just in case, they might call me the morning. No. <laughs> we always going to be family. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he said, that nigga had on a black, he's like, and I, he's like, I wasn't ready. Like, I had on, like, my regular clothes. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I had on, like, a fucking nice-ass fucking uh, a cardigan sweater or whatever, whatever. He's like, Tyrese had on a black trench, a black beret, black boots, a black purse. He's like, this nigga look like Mary J. Blige. <laughs> <laughs> no, no drama. <laughs> That nigga was reciting fast. Like, we family, so we. <laughs> Cold dickhead. But yeah, Sophia Vergara was getting that chicken. Yeah, so dog. it's like there's plenty of industries where women are dominating. Like it just is what it is. Like anything involving sex work, whether you go to the the prime industry, I don't want to say the the real word because I don't want to ding the platform on YouTube, but the prime industry, the women make 10x what the men make. Like it just is what it is. OnlyFans, women, all of the top. 0.001% creators on OnlyFans, all women. Ain't no, ain't no golden dick nigga on there that didn't crack the top 10. It don't exist. So it's like when women make money, it's just women making money. It's progression. It's independence. It's, it's celebrated. It's, yay, you know, it's, we propagandize this yeah. shit. We just had the whole thing with, they talking about Black China made a quarter billion. <laughs> like, we propagandize this shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like this one area where it's like, yeah, it, it ain't matching up. It's like, yeah, because the interests don't match up. Like, right. y'all comparing literally apples to, like, mangoes. Like, it's, it's complete. It's a complete different game once you talk about male pro athletics compared to women's professional athletics. The closest that you're going to get is, like, in, in the soccer arena. Like, that's the closest. And, and tennis. Tennis and soccer. Are probably I, I was like going to say tennis, tennis, golf, swimming. I want to say track and field because it's track a lot of big names sure. from yeah, women's track, track and field. field. Shit, look at the girl. Uh, what's her name? Uh, that, that, what, what, uh, Shakar. Shakar. She had Nike deals and all kinds yeah. of shit. You know what I'm saying? She's like, terrible. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, uh, all, type, all type of endorsements. Um, what else? Tennis, golf. Swimming. Swimming. Track and field. I guess you put swimming in with the track and field. Right. Oh, Olympics. Olympics. Olympic sports. Because yeah. look at Simone Biles. Because you got Simone. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just yeah. shit. Gym, women's gymnastics compared to men's yeah. gymnastics. It's day and night. Yeah. They get. Do men get paid? <laughs> no. <laughs> them niggas just be husky. <laughs> <laughs> they just be husky. They, they just for damn. Yo. <laughs> they just be in shape like a motherfucker. That's them niggas that was the uh, the holders for the championship. Yeah. Yeah. The pep squad. Them niggas. That's your prize, nigga. You just viciously in shape. <laughs> Probably fuck a lot of hoes around, <laughs> around these Olympic fields, villages, yeah. and shit. Yeah, so it's like there's, pl there's plenty of fields um, across the board, across industry, stuff like that, where women are thriving, making life-altering amounts of money. And um, we can't be such a, such a petty society that we focus on the one or two areas like where they aren't. Mm. Especially trying to compare, trying to do so by conflating an argument against a male-dominated league that's international and that has investments from China and all these big multinational companies and all of that that are partnered with them, y'all got to go out here and hustle. Like, it is what it is. Now, could the NBA step up their efforts a little bit to help y'all more? Sure, but at the end of the day, they put the money on the flow. I don't know what, like, you know, outside of that, it's like, if somebody give me $10 million a year to operate, I'm going to figure it the fuck out. My thing is this. If the NBA didn't do that, you know the WNBA wouldn't, like... It goes away. Yeah, it's over. It's all Russia and Croatia action. At right, that point. right. Like, right. 
it's nothing stateside. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, it's a it's a And that uh, right there is an even bigger point. The fact that the Britney Grinders and the Diana Tarazis and the Subers <laughs> and all these people, they go and make more money in Russia, in Germany, in you know, Bogslaniva and all these other fucking yeah. places. And that right there is like Britney Grinder, they said in the NBA for the season she earned two hundred grand in uh Russia, she was making a mill a season. Mill, yeah. And it's just like, yo, you know, uh, like, America, y'all got more freedom and liberty than Germany and Russia and shit. Yeah. But it's like, y'all don't do what they do. Like, the way they treat that shit over there is like beloved type shit. Yeah. And y'all don't act like that with the, with the, with the female basketball. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Situation yeah, here. so it's like, as I said before, like the WNBA <laughs> has an image and a marketing problem. Um, they're just a, a social uh, apathy uh, as far as like who their target. They, I don't think they still haven't even identified who their target fan is. Like whether it be like, yeah, it's women, but it's like, is it teenage women? Is it 20 something women? Like is it professional women? Blah, blah, blah. How do y'all get some of these women owned organizations involved companies and corporations involved in the league? I hate to go that route, but I do feel like the, the women of the league and the goings-ons of them, I do feel like that plays into us as people being into it and around it. Does that make any sense? I have no idea what you mean. Okay, that was a Noriega statement, <laughs> yeah, but let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me expound. Majority of the women in the WNBA are like the lesbian, where like they're the mannish, like, you know, so it's like by nature, like, there, to me, there like there's Britney Griner. There's there's no appeal there. And I know on the flip side, women would be like, "Oh, well, you're not watching the NBA for no appeal, are you?" And it's like, "Well, no, I'm watching that because the athleticism is out. This is shit that's just like athleticism and skill level. Is it's insane, roof. and it's just again image and marketing. They've marketed to me to the point where it's like, "Yo, you can't function without this basketball. Can you?" And you, I can't. You got to know what's going on. You got to be in the building. That's just what it is. Like seriously, I like. Think about it. The the Black Is event the other night. There was that was no basketball, but everybody to be in a building with their best on. That's you know what I'm saying. That's, I'm saying? Marketing. That's marketing. That and and I think people miss that where it's like you look at what the WNBA shows you on average. It's a bunch of those type of women. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Where they just they they toughen playing basketball, <laughs> and then every now and then you get a Skylar Diggins, you get a Candace Parker, you get a uh, Shamika Holesclaw. You know, you get a Dawn Staley back in the day where they it's might have Leslie back in the day. But even them, I've seen Jones where they literally are like, yo, they kind of get like they don't they they like the the people of the league and the players of it like. Oh, you like they don't fuck with you yeah. almost. Yep. See, that shit is real. Yeah, so it's sure. all it's all image and marketing at the end of the day, where you know you you're trying to get this worldwide appeal. You need to bring in something that's worldwide appealing. Exactly. There's universal beauty standards that we've all all agreed on over time. Per, uh, I, I, I just wanted to finish it up. No, where it's like, ahead. look at the NBA and the way that they expounded over the years. They had people like Magic Johnson. Larger than life image where all the hoes wanted him and everybody wanted to be him. You wanted to be Showtime. You, show, you, you wanted like to be showtime. fucking magic. Then you had Michael Jordan that came along, illegal sneaks, long shorts, the ball head. And then you realize, like, Jordan kind of like a corny ass nigga, but it was like he at that point he was already four or five chips in. And then you just like, 
I kind of like, I get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I keep it a buck with you. Billion dollars, gamble, don't fuck with niggas. I ain't Jordan women. got a good life. <laughs> Endless white women. Yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Jordan got a good life. Unlimited cowboy boots. And then once the that shit hit where they realized, like, your image was larger than the actual game, that's where you get Allen Iverson. Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Steph Curry, all the, to the point where now basketball be like the seventh. It's almost like rap music. We're like the rap is like the eighth thing, you know, from a motherfucker, what they getting into and what they doing. Whereas like the WNBA, I don't know jack shit out of this hoop in here. That's it. it. Yep. I don't know what BG doing. Well, I mean, I know what she's doing now, but right. like, I don't know what she's doing outside of the league. I don't know what Diana Taraji yeah, is doing. There's no lifestyle element. There's no it. lifestyle to the shit at all. The only thing we know is that. Y'all like lesbians and shit for the most part. Yeah. And that, like, there ain't no crazy appeal to that. Like, I'm just, that's what it is. Like, if y'all was doing some car shows and some funk flex shit and doing this and the third, and we was, think about the girl, the, the tall, light-skinned girl, how she's blown up. Cambridge, I think is her name. Yeah, Liz. She, she's Liz, out the league. She, but she blew up <laughs> from being, like, fly as shit. Every, she, to where she's, like, damn near an IG model now. Yeah, like, yep. and, uh, but now she got a huge following. Same shit with, uh... Candace Parker, she yeah. blew up outside of the, and it's just, you need. They've been able to monetize their likeness more so than going out and playing basketball to the point where Liz was like, you yeah, just let me out the contract. Yeah. Right? I got modeling gigs. It's I got motherfuckers shit. beating my door down with these modeling contracts. I make way more paper than running up and down the court with these uh, tough ass hoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at that height, you can get with any modeling agency. Yeah. Six, eight. Yeah. yeah. She's six eight. You're in a and you're an attraction now because yeah. you created equity in the brand that is Liz Cambage because you was a good ass basketball player. Right. So now it's like shit. The sky is the limit. So now you can go rip off two, three, four million here and there, and you ain't got to play basketball yeah. to do so. I keep it a buck with you. I'm a. I'm a. It, this was me. If I was bored in to be the commissioner <laughs> of the WNBA, and not even on no funny shit, like no joking, not trying to be funny. What I think the WNBA needs is a real deal rivalry. Because that's what sells sports and takes it to the next level. College basketball was great. Once Duke and NC became a thing, that think about the Yankees and the Red Sox. Shit, we Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah, think about the fucking Celtics and Lakers. The Celtics and the Lakers in the 80s. That's what propelled the NBA. It's like you need to have a real, like, I'm going to keep it a buck. The Las Vegas Aces and the Houston Comets, are they still a team? Is it the Comets? No, it's the Dallas something. They okay. moved the team from Houston. Well, the, the the Las Vegas Aces seem to be the best team out there, and I'm going to go maybe the Phoenix Mercury or one of them. They've been perpetually very good. All of them got to meet up and rumble on 6th Street in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> and the video got a leak. And once that happened, it's, call TMZ. yeah, call TMZ, get that shit rocking. Like y'all was rumbling because all the rumbles happened on Sixth Street in Austin. Apparently, y'all go out there rumble. Then maybe like two two months later, y'all getting another rumble at like the Met Gala, and then the season start. And it's like y'all tear up y'all division and y'all tear up y'all's. And then eventually y'all get to you want to y'all do some Marcus Canby shit. Waited the tour bus for a bitch. Wait. All of these things that just happen. And you need some drama. You need some drama. That's real. Yeah, if I was if I was a commissioner, the first thing I'm doing, that's a brilliant idea, but the first thing I'm doing is whoever the fuck is behind the beautiful ballers page, I'm hiring that nigga to do marketing. 
Oh, yeah. Because that beautiful ballers page got more of a following than the whole WNBA <laughs> season does. That's that crazy. shit got 500,000 followers and crazy engagement. I know one thing. I'm on there every day <laughs> looking, for, looking for some bitch at Iona State <laughs> that played basketball or some old shit like that. They, they've, how did y'all find every good-looking female athlete on earth, nigga? Niggas can't turn their horn down. <laughs> So with that in mind, we have to monetize the horny. Yeah. Like we gotta, we gotta. The horny is not a bad thing sometimes. Not when you got niggas that's potentially gonna pay hundreds of dollars for tickets to come to this game. Like if y'all just highlighted the ten baddest chicks in the league, I know you could sell some season tickets. Yeah. You have, you got to. You know what I'm saying? Do what the Las Vegas Ace is doing, putting some, uh, put the VIP sections in, the courtside and all that old shit. Make it a party. Yeah. Yeah. Have 42 Doug come before him. You know what I'm saying? Little baby, I'll release party. (laughs) The game is second. Little baby, I'll release party at the Las Vegas Aces Arena. It sounds crazy, but when you really get into the story of Jerry Buss and when he bought the, uh, you know he bought the Lakers from Jack King Cook, Mm -hmm. and he had the whole deal. A lot of people don't even know this. Jerry, I was about to say Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry... (laughs) Jerry uh, Bus, Bus. <laughs> you know who he borrowed money from to buy the Lakers? Yeah, uh, uh, crazy ass boy, Donald, Donald Sterling. Sterling. Yeah, yeah, crazy, right? And he basically went to him in like the fucking twenty fifth hour, like, "Yo, I'm trying to close this deal out. I need some cash. I got all these cribs. You want some of these Jones?" And they rode around like picking shit. out what mm-hmm. buildings he was gonna buy from, whatever, whatever. He gave him the bread. Boom! He buys the shit from Jack King Cook. When he bought the Lakers, do you know that you could buy a ticket to an NBA game and it was basically like GA all the way through? Yeah. Basically, you to sit courtside, you just had to be there first. Right, exactly. You'd be here at 3 o'clock. Yeah, at at noon, seven. nigga. <laughs> three o'clock. Yeah, I'm on the wood with it tonight. Janitor then came through. <laughs> you got the janitor number. Text me when you get there. Yeah. The nigga that cleaned the windows and pulled yeah. up. <laughs> Yo, we rolling the chairs out now. You right, sneaking in on. like Gerard Butler on fucking Law <laughs> Bob Citizen with a janitor. Like... But no, you could go into the game and basically, you know, sit wherever you want. Yeah. Jerry Buss was the first one who implemented these seats should cost more than those seats. They should cost more than those seats. They should cost more than that. Yeah. To where it's like as you get closer and closer to the floor, you get more of a VIP experience. He brought in the Laker girls. There were no fucking cheerleader shits like that before that. He brought in the Laker girls. He went out to all the big Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg. He made it like a thing like yo we, the forum club we, the forum club we gonna turn this into an event and then he just so happened to draft a six nine nigga named magic johnson think about how crazy this is in 1978 magic johnson won the high school state championship in 1979 magic went to michigan state university and won the ncaa championship Larry Bird. yeah first year Left from that, got drafted by the Lakers, came to the NBA. Kareem got hurt in game six, and Magic center. played center <laughs> and won the NBA Finals. Yep, and won Finals MVP. You imagine winning a high school chip, the college chip, and then the NBA oh, chip. And a- if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's MVP in the finals, and your nickname is Magic Johnson. How do you not fuck every bitch on the plane? Hey, you're gonna get eight. <laughs> you will get eight. I got the Magic Johnson, baby. What you like? What? God himself had to like crap that. Like what? 
was like, yeah, like yo, they had the perfect storm of everything. Then Larry Bird, being the white guy from fucking Indiana, he ends up in the most racist of towns on the planet in Boston. And now you got Boston and the purebred whites versus the flashy niggas in Los right. Angeles. Yeah. And it, 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 it you, certain Jones is just you couldn't script it better. Yeah. But you understand the NBA and Jerry Buss and all the Red Hour back and all the uh, uh, Casey Jones, all of the they worked it to to death. Mm-hmm. Kevin McHale <laughs> was the perfect fit for Larry Bird. Seriously, you know who was the perfect fit for Magic? Bringing in Kareem, then bringing in Byron Scott, then bringing in Michael Cooper. It just was perfect. Then you got Pat Riley, the slick head coach who's like the Italian mafioso style muffler. You know, he got gold rings on while he coached. Then Casey Jones was like your back-breaking, hard-working black man who don't get a boss no trouble. <laughs> like, it just all was perfectly we'll coach scripted. Coach these crackers, boss. We're going to get them chips, boss. It, it was just perfectly fucking yeah. scripted. And then you look throughout it, you got people like... Dennis Rodman, these just captivating figures. I was making an argument the other day where I'm like, yo, Dennis Rodman has to be on the Mount Rushmore of 90s basketball. You agree with me on that? Yeah. And my, my homie's like, are you fucking crazy? And I'm like, dog. 90s, no. here's, first, here's the first thing. 90s basketball was terrible. Let, let's, <laughs> let's do it. 90s basketball, Michael Jordan, and then honestly, I might put Dennis Rodman as the second person. And he was like, you're tripping over Barkley. And I'm like, yes, Dennis Rodman accomplished more. There is no one more successful in the 90s than Dennis Rodman. The, the only person more successful is Michael Jordan. Scotty. Scotty won chips. But think about this. Dennis Rodman won a Defensive Player of the Year award. He won seven straight rebounding titles. He had a season that's where he... Nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> he was averaging 20 rebounds. He, he had a season where he averaged 19.3 <laughs> rebounds, dog. Married Carmen Electra and fuck Madonna. So let's... Like, like think about this. Who's the modern-day Madonna? What are we going to do? Maybe like a Katy Perry? Kim Kardashian. Mm, okay, Kim Kardashian. Who's the modern-day Carmen Electra? I was going to say Kylie Jenner. Probably Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Okay. So if I go into the NBA today, right, in 2022, and in 2032, I can look back and be like, damn, I won a Defensive Player of the Year award, four championships, seven rebounding titles, fuck Kim Kardashian and marry Kylie Jenner. It's like, I had a good-ass fucking 10 years. <laughs> I had a good-ass 10 years. Ain't nobody had it more cracking than that. Dennis Rodman was a New York Times bestseller in the 90s. He did every fucking thing in the 90s. This shit was crazy. For sure. So you have to have people like that, though, these polarizing, captivating figures. And the WNBA just, they they just don't. So then you got to go. So I'm guessing it's Jordan, uh, Jordan, Rodman, Shaq has to go on there. Not from the 90s. I would put Shaq for sure in the 2000, Joe. But they went to the finals in 96. The they went to the finals. Don't get it fucked up. Shaq, Shaq was the guy. Like, he was dead, but he wasn't Diesel till 2000. Then he had to figure out how to win. Yeah. He became Diesel in 99, 2000. So who's your, who's your four? For the 90s? Yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, Hakeem. Uh, Hakeem. Hakeem Olajuwon, Dennis Rodman, uh, Michael Jordan, and... I just know how Scotty went out sad <laughs> at the end. <laughs> uh, who else from the 90s? Who was another big figure? Drexler and Barkley. 90s stunk, man. 90s stunk, I'm telling you. <laughs> 90s like, was rough. It was not good. 
Like, that shit was rock'em, sock'em robots. I like, thought you was about to say dumber. I was about to say, nigga, what? I got to throw Grandma Ma on the list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got none. It's Jordan. It's the Bulls, the Rockets, and everybody else in the 90s. I mean, realistically, like, I had the conversation recently. I'm like, yo, the, the Bulls. Probably David Robinson. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> good on the Admiral. Yeah, I'm good on the Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real good on the Admiral. We, see, we struggling. <laughs> to get five. We struggling. Well, four. Four. Ron Rushmore is four. Jordan, Rodman, Olajuwon. That's three locks. For sure. Peyton? He didn't win nothing. No, so can't it's like, put GP on there. I, I, I'm going to just go by. I'm going to go Shaq by default <laughs> just because he was a force in nature. Yeah, I, don't think, yeah, I don't think we got no choice. <laughs> we don't got no choice. Because like, I'm dead ass sitting here like, man. Like the Lakers won one in 99, I think. I'm sitting here like, yo, Brett the Hitman Hart. Shawn <laughs> <laughs> Michaels, somebody. Triple H. Yeah. Yo, did you know that Triple H and Shawn Michaels are one and two in charge of WWE now? Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels just got... Uh, Shawn Michaels came back through NXT. Through NXT. Yeah. He was the head of NXT. Mm-hmm. He was... he was sec- Him and Triple H was running NXT together, side by side. You know, Vince didn't fuck with him for the longest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, like, hated each other and shit. Um, but, yeah, so now he's the VP of talent and some other shit. But, yeah, he's second in charge. You know how much Triple WWE. H is worth? Worth, like, 300-something yeah, million. Rich as fuck. Rich as fuck. Yeah, I, I, you know, they had, they, had to kick, they had to kick uh, McMahon out the building. You know, he, yeah. was, on, he was on Weinstein time. Yeah. He had the slush fund yeah. on the horny tip. You McMahon know was touching every Couldn't pussy that came in this joint. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Take this check. But the thing is, is though, it's like imagine owning a business from the seventies forward. Like you, you, there's no way that a motherfucker coming out of that clean. Like because you went through all these eras where it was socially acceptable to grab pussy. Yo, yeah. yo, we yo. just start tripping on grabbing pussy a decade ago. Yo, even like back to, and we not even old. Like the shit that we learned in like the nineties was like crazy as yeah. fuck. So I could only imagine the sixties, seventies. Yeah, Quaaludes was a thing. Yeah. Drug and bitches was a thing. That shit was real. It was like it was like implied consent. Like, oh, you went on a date. That's consent. Yeah. yeah. We just learned about consent four years ago. Real shit. <laughs> the, the true definition of consent four years ago. She came over. <laughs> and it was, and it was, oh, I told you the boy was, <laughs> was like, well, o'clock at night. It was, he, he had to be the gift. It was like me taking relationship advice from my grandpa. And the nigga was holding the joint, getting booked. <laughs> like, oh, them old men, though, they, they was tough. They, they was, they was ridiculous. Different breed. Different breed, different animal, man. Same animal, different beast. Yeah, still, still toe boots. Yo, yeah. <laughs> Strong ass backs. They was, they was. I think back on like my grandpa and the the older people I used to see when I was young, and it was like, yo, they they really didn't take no shit. No, no, they ain't take no shit. Taking shit is some new thing. Like where you where like you, you know where like nowadays like niggas be kind of like low key scared of their girls and shit. Yeah. That shit was not a thing back in the day. No, mm different time. Yeah, grandpa got the big chair and the big piece of chicken. Mm-hmm. Knock everybody out. Fuck around. <laughs> fuck around with the fuck arounds. Get everybody ass slapped. <laughs> I slapped this whole house. <laughs> Keep it up. Line it the fuck up. <laughs> Slap all you motherfuckers. <sighs> Yo, man. Yeah, just way different time period. But yeah, now I knew Triple H was running the Jonah shit. I watched the uh, documentary about China the other day. Oh, okay. Like I the wrestling. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her Jonah was pretty decent and shit. The, um, She was real, real... 
troubled at the end and shit. And you know, that'd be my biggest thing with like all of these uh, wrestlers and shit. It's like, you go out there and you risk your body, man. And you know, 99 times out of 100, they just gonna put you on Oxy and Perks. And then, you know, when you do de- all, yeah, you develop that fucking John uh, Triple H said that they he's like to this day, he still don't know what they gave him. But he was like, he knew that he tore his shoulder. He's like, my shoulder was torn. You could literally see it. Mm-hmm. He's like, and they gave me a shot of something that was so strong. It was like my shit felt like it was perfectly fine. He's like, I couldn't feel anything. Like I started yeah, flexing. You need the mystery mix. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, they'll, they'll put you on drugs. Yeah. Then when you on drugs, they don't fuck with you. Drugs, nigga? Are you on drugs? Really? Like, really, nigga? Oh. Y'all put to you. You feel no, that wasn't us, Chief. Yeah, that was uh, somebody you else. Put yourself on that. <laughs> you put like. yourself on them drugs. So uh yesterday we did a really dope show. I think one of probably our best show of the year that we did. Um, our our Patreon, give us some claps. That was yeah, a phenomenal yeah. uh breakdown. We uh we discussed the whole gay drink champs thing and kinda I think we encapsulated it very, very well. Just talking about it from every angle and basically discussing uh, the point of view of somebody that we may not necessarily agree with, but trying to kind of like get into their mind and understand and analyze what is being said. 24 hours later, how do you feel about one, that episode, and two, the falling out of this Drink Champs episode? Um... Speaking honestly, y'all, because I want to word this the right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anyway, I don't look to certain people for certain things. Absolutely. Does that make any sense? Makes all the sense. Me and you have conversations all day. We (laughs) talk about a bunch of shit. How many poker conversations have we had? Like four. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Meanwhile, no bullshit. I'm not making this up. I go right to my text messages because I know I'm not fucking lying. I go to Marv. Table just open firsthand, folded pre, but a- we talk poker because yeah. we play poker. I don't look to Noriega to be fucking Ed Bradley. Yeah, to be the moral authority. I, I, or I've like never culture. once looked at Noriega or DJ FN and thought, I'm about to get some real deal journalistic integrity. Yeah. These guys are about to set a benchmark that no one else <laughs> outside of Trevor Noah and Walter <laughs> Don Con- Don Lemon, you better hold <laughs> your hat, nigga. Like, I, I, I've never in my life thought of that. I think that this is Noriega, like Noriega from Paper Soldiers. Yeah. This is right in his wheelhouse. Like Noriega from State Property yeah. 2. Interviewing his erratic best friend that's going oh, on. But a- I got niggas like, yeah. like Interviewing that. his anti-Semitic best friend that's uh, unhinged is right on board, is on par. Like, it's I, right on I board. I cannot believe that so many people are like, come on, Nori, you better than this. And I'm just like, no, he isn't. He is not. 
I was like, when did Dory become better than this? Like part of the part of the original pros of Drink Champs through the first two hundred episodes was so you eat ass. Like that was the that was the basis. I watched that your, was the main one of the top three bases of the show. I watched we get niggas here. We we get niggas here, get them drunk. Uh, quick time with slime. Do you eat ass? That I, was in the top I watched three. Noriega bring Beanie Siegel in for an interview. A real deal. Like, and Beans never really got a chance to really talk and tell his side of all these different things or whatever on a major mega platform. Yeah. He brought Beans into that joint. Beans walked into that room, sat there, and Noriega on mic on camera said, "Yo, keep it real, me. How many how many bitches was you fucking, man? When you was when y'all was running around Rockefeller, how many hoes was you fucking?" And Beans is like, "Oh, my wife's sitting right." He's like, "Oh, that's your wife, my bad queen." And when and I'm just like, "This is Noriega, one hundred percent." Kanye, Kanye went on a rant in the jump for about four minutes about the original Jews and how black people are the original Jews. So I love everybody because I believe in God. Is that a third? He got that. And Nori was like, are you want to do quick Thomas? Yeah. Like, Am I tripping or are we going to do quick? <laughs> so I'm just lost as to like yeah. where people have all of this like heightened journalistic respect for Dory. Niggas only have one gear for the most part. Dog. Noriega is a specific example of having one gear, which is turn up, nigga. Turn like, it the fuck turn up. Turn it the fuck up. Tiger bomb, nigga. This like. was an opportunity. If he really wanted to get to the bottom of some shit or exercise some journalistic integrity, we're not even drinking today because we need to be very lucid and very careful with what we're saying and doing and what messages are being conveyed here. If you want to get to some new level of understanding as it pertains to Kanye West, what he's saying and why he's saying what he's saying. Yep. Y'all just ran the same format. Mm-hmm. I did three and a half hours of like babble and the the few jewels that he did have here and there. Y'all didn't even understand the shit. Mm-mm. Or y'all didn't do nothing to illuminate that or let's dig deeper into this point because you said so, 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 and so. Y'all didn't do that. Y'all no. just let him run a three and a half hour stream of consciousness Get his shit off. Y'all got the views and the traffic, but now y'all are getting the backlash. So now you see at 9 a.m. this morning, Noriega's calling Hot 97 Morning Show, apologizing because I didn't know it. Nigga, did you see the Tucker Carlson interview? Did you see all the media he did leading up to this? Did you see Instagram, nigga? Like, what do you mean? But the reality is no, he didn't. And that's Nori. And that's the reason why me personally, I'm not mad at Nori or nothing. I'm just like, it's Nori. This is what I'm the absolutely, fuck? I'm mad at y'all for being mad at Nori. I'm more upset. Yeah, for y'all thinking that, okay, no, nah, because Kanye spiraling that we were about to sit down and somehow this was going to turn into like y'all are bugging. Ed Bradley is not coming out that tunnel. No, no. Don Cornelius, nobody. <laughs> like, it is not happening. Not so, even motherfucking AJ <laughs> from 106 <laughs> Park, Terrence J. Ain't nobody with no motherfucking sense. Nah. Nobody <laughs> black with no sense ain't coming to Free and AJ would have tossed my head <laughs> the fuck around. You know what I'm saying? But it's not happening. So I'm just like, oh, how, why are y'all like this? It's almost like you're, you're lying to yourself for the sake of it. Yeah. Where it's like, oh man, you know, you were supposed to wooty woo and had this, that, and the third, and yeah, and it's like, dog, like, and I, again though, me, you, and Ra, because we talked about it at nauseum throughout the years, where it's just like, Nori is so bad that he's good. Yeah, like his terribleness in the way he goes about journalistic shit 
makes it a funny and decent interview because he because he's so fucking bad. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're like leaving. All right, he just walked the fuck off. What's up with you, Dan? Ah, uh, I'm good. Yeah. About to about to quit being a slave. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not me. <laughs> Dan, I had a job for two weeks. Yeah, I'm planning my retirement party. Yeah. <laughs> that makes all the sense in the world. Like, but no, nah, man, the, the Kanye thing for me is like, I mean, it's Kanye. What 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 else are you expecting from him? I, uh, the people are are like upset at Nori for the fact that Kanye got to come on there and basically continue his anti-Semitic shit and this and the third. And in a weird way, it's like. Yeah, it's anti-Semitic, but it's like the same way with us. How we talk about niggas and this and this. It's like that's anti-black. You yeah. know, like, but I think people are more so just upset at the fact that he went on there and didn't get the tough questions. Like nobody basically opposed any opposition. Everybody kind of just like let him go. And that they were looking for Nori to be like the the Geraldo, you know, the 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 Sally Jesse Raphael. Do they watch drink champs? Yeah, the dog. <laughs> Do they watch drink? They don't watch Drink Champs. If you watch Drink Champs one or two times, you understand what you get. You understand what they're going to say. You understand how they're going to talk. You understand the, the little nuances yeah. of the way they go about doing an interview. Where it's not really a, 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 a interview. It's more so Nori just thinking of shit that he remembers from seeing I'm this saying, person yeah. out and about. Be like, yo, remember when you had the white beamer with them three bitches in the backseat? Whatever happened that night? It's like that shit. And then eventually you get people drunk enough, they start talking. They start saying shit. 50 50 was up there drunk as shit. He started going into the Vivica Fox thing. Viral moment. Oh, yeah, Vivica Fox used to eat my ass. Wait, what? Like, and and now that's just the... That's just the whole, yeah. That's what it is. So I didn't understand why people were so upset. Yeah, you can't expect... You know... Nori's a shock jock. He's a uh, yeah, yo, he's a black that's, Howard Stern. He's that's a, a perfect word. He's a shock, he's a shock jock. jock. That's Absolutely. exactly what he's become. Shock jock. Yeah, makes all the sense in the world. But people were really like livid. Yeah, no, people are hot. livid. And I, you know, even down to him <sighs> making the apology on Hot ninety seven, I'm just like, where? What, what happens now? Yeah, nothing. He was like, let me go get these niggas apology. That's all that <laughs> was. Because I don't see Drink Champ losing a viewership. No. I damn sure don't see Revolt canceling them or no crazy shit like that. Nori said, Nori said that their whole ethic to the show is we don't edit. Like, that was like a big point. Like, yeah, we don't edit, da-da-da-da-da, but we're going to start editing now. And it's like, nigga, Young Berg asked you to edit the crazy shit he said out of the jungle, and y'all was like, no, we don't edit. But now it's like, you know, once, once y'all feet are being held to the fire as a platform for platforming somebody that people don't agree with, now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, no, nah, we need to look at our business practice and, like, figure this thing out here, you know, get to the bottom, you know what I mean? It's like that sort of thing. And it's um, it's it's, it's strange. It's, it's, very, it's strange. very, very strange. Very strange. It's very strange. What's next for Kanye? Uh, I don't know. He's got a he's got a huge fight on his hands. Like I don't know because like he said that uh like Irving Azoff, who's like the founder of like Live Nation and uh, Ticketmaster and all of that old shit. He's an older Jewish man. He's like seventy seven years old. He said that's like his best friend. Like that's like his like his his benefactor or whatever the fuck. And he's like, yeah, Irving doesn't have a problem with anything that I'm saying because he knows the you know the reasoning behind what I'm why I'm saying what I'm saying. So it's like. You know, people are going to be divided on the issue. Some people are going to take issue, blah, blah, blah. The black people are mad about the George Floyd shit. They feel like he's spreading misinformation about George Floyd, how he died, da, 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 that whole thing or whatever the case may be. So that's what black people are mad about. Uh, 
the rest of the world that's not black America is mad about like anti-Semitism and you know him basically going Jew, 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 just for the sake of like saying it or whatever the case may be. And um yeah, it's it's a kind of it's a little bit wild though. <laughs> it's a little bit wild. Isn't it funny how like whatever something happens isn't it funny how whenever something happens that it's always like a difference in the 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The uh demographics. Not the demographics. But- this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. But like the, the, the upset, yeah. the upsetness, like black people are pissed off of this, white people are pissed off of this, older people are pissed off of this, younger people are yeah. pissed off of this. It's just, it's all over the fucking place. It just makes zero sense. So... He pissed everybody off. He pissed everybody off. You know, I, like, are you pissed off? No. Hey, I don't care. Don't give a shit. Yeah. I, I'm just not, I, I don't have a brittle spirit like that. I'm not, I'm not bothered by uh, stuff because, you know, nothing surprises me at this point. So it's like, what's the point of me getting all bent out of shape and upset about certain talking points that people make when I expect these motherfuckers to go off the handle and say crazy shit when they're trying to draw attention to themselves or sell something or whatever the hell the case may be, like... So no, I'm not bothered. Not not in the least. Not not one percent. Apparently, George Floyd's family is thinking about a lawsuit. Yeah, but it's like the, the interview just happened yesterday. How do y'all even yeah, know that? that? I think that's BS. I think and, that's and, misinformation. And, and, and that when I seen it this morning, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, the interview just dropped. Yeah, like, just dropped yesterday. Tr- sources, trust me, bro. Yeah, no, feel me on this. <laughs> yeah. Sources, nah, but I'm saying. So it's sort, of, it's sort of that thing. But, yeah, we're about to take a quick little break. We're going to pick back up with our, our special guest that's going to be um, talking about the Your Home event, 1029 at Figo Restaurant. So we're about to pack up, slide to another location, pick up on a video. You'll see it, and uh, that's what it is. So see y'all in a couple seconds. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. Y'all used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. What up, what up? We back. Realest podcast ever. Uh, we had to take a brief intermission. You see, we in a different little setting, little setup, whatever like that. Uh, we had to come to the conference room real quick. Uh, we teased earlier that uh, we have a special guest that's here. Um, we have an event that we partner with them on. They partner with us. They've trusted us to help with getting the word out and spreading some of the marketing. So I need y'all to show up. October 29th, Figo Restaurant, 1033 North 2nd Street. Um, it's the fall first-time home buyers event from your home. And this is the first time that we have been entrusted to handle marketing, partner with somebody on this. And in order to make sure we did it right, we had the boss come through to make yeah. sure that we, we got it right. And uh, no misinformation. Uh, we ain't on our Kanye, John. You know what I mean? No misinformation. Right. And uh, make sure that, uh, you know, we get everything out to y'all, all the specific talking points, know all of the benefits, everything that y'all are going to get. Um, there's some other secret information that I think John is going to get into, uh, you know, at, through the course of this conversation and just kind of let y'all know everything to expect at this event. It's going to be basically like the biggest real estate mixer party you ever been to. It's going to be awesome. So um, we pronounced his name wrong earlier. I apologize. We thought it was Juan Lay. It's 
Juan La. Uh, no, one La. One La. Oh, one La. I'm you still messing up. Juan, like Juan is one. One, like the, the number like one. Number oh, one. number one. Yeah. Like, like the Eagles won the game last oh, night. Oh, Eagles won the game last yeah. night. Yeah. Matt correctly predicted the Eagles was going to win. I had the score wrong, though. Yeah. I, I, you would have covered. if you'd have t- I told everybody to take the Eagles. You would have hit the bet because they won by six and a half. But I had them. The crazy part is I had them winning by 17. They was up 17 at halftime. And just e- Eagles second half, that, that's a whole nother. <laughs> we're not going down that road today. Uh, but today uh, we, uh, we're joined by a CEO. It's not often we have CEOs in the building. Uh, John Wanla. Yes, thank you, thank you. Give him some claps, man. Give him some claps. You know what I'm saying? Claps is already oh, here. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. I'm trying uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Um, we got a big event coming up. Um, like I said, October 29th, Figo Restaurant um, starts at 6 p.m. And this is basically partnering clients with brokers, agents, funding. Um, y'all basically have done all of the vetting in order to uh, make the user experience that much better, that much easier when they attend this event. Kind of tell us, like, the background to it and um, what – Give us like a preview of what people can expect from this event. Okay, so like if you think about it from this perspective, you know, uh, we're trying to get people in. We're trying to get people into homes. You know, first-time home buyers. Everybody's doing a lot of renting now, and the issue with that is rent keeps going up. Absolutely, it's, rent is it's, crazy. It's, it's ridiculous out here. Philly, New York. You you know how it is in the big cities. Um, you're actually better off purchasing a house with a lower mortgage and owning that. And we always talk about generational wealth out here, right? Everybody talks about generational. How do you get generational wealth? What's, what's, what's the main thing? Owning a home. Yeah. That's how they did it back in the days. That's why so many people like us, you know, come are underprivileged. We don't have those finances and things like that. So we're thinking about, you know, you know what? Let's go out. Let's help out everybody in this city. Let's expand. You know, hey, we want to put you in front of good realtors that are really going to help with you, get you in front of mortgage brokers. If you feel as though, you know, you need um, help with your, uh, your credit scores. Because, you know, when we were growing up, credit scores was kind of bad. Yeah, for sure. Terrible. <laughs> you know, sixes, fives. We ain't going to talk too much of Fours. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> so we got good credit repair people there that can help you. Yeah. We'll fit, help fix your credit. So then when it comes to that opportunity comes to purchase a home, you could purchase a home with a lower interest rate. You Got don't it. want a high interest rate. And we know interest, interest rates, rates are is high. creeping up there. Yeah, but they're not as high as the rent. No, as nothing rent. as high as the rent. So <laughs> that's the way you gotta look at it from that perspective as well. Yeah. Your rent is it's it's bad. <laughs> it's awful. Awful. Yeah. I, I I found the uh uh like a paid receipt from like one of my old apartments from years ago. Yeah. I had a two bedroom, two bath for eight hundred dollars a month. From how, how long ago? Two thousand and four. Two thousand. This was years ago. Lifetime yeah, ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My first place I lived in, out in Springfield. Two bedroom, two bath, private interest with a garage and a washer and dryer. That joint was eight ten a month. Yeah, you're not getting that. And I remember people was like, "Yo, you how you going to pay that?" <laughs> eight ten, you crazy? Like yeah, eight ten, dog. What would you say are some of the market factors um, or some of the trends that you're seeing that are leading to these rents and stuff being so high the way that they are right now? Or is it just like a greed thing? I feel as though it's a greed. It has to be. A lot of it deals with greed. But then, you know, also property taxes go up here and there, you know. Mm -hmm. The big thing, gentrification. You know, as soon as a certain group of people start to move in. And it's not all just white. You know, you have... 
people that just graduated from college, from college millennials, millennials mm-hmm. are definitely boosting the rent. Yeah, for sure. You no, know, because they like, hey, I want this, and I'm willing to spend this because they're making more money. Right. And the society, and, you know, so there's a lot of factors that that go into that, but definitely, you know, gentrification. Yeah. Um, like I grew up in North Philly, right in the hood, and it was one point in time I was like 22nd of Madison. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hard, north. unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> north with an F. Yeah, with an F, yeah. <laughs> Down the block, projects right there. So, um, my mom still lives there to this day. Her property value went from 54000 to being almost 1400000 and it's still the same exact home. Right. Nothing, because no real no, major nothing changed. Yeah. It's just people started moving in. Temple. Temple's a big cause. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, these college students coming in. So, the thing is, you want to go along with the trend, right? You want to make money, you know? You want to own your home. You don't want to keep going to your, your landlord, having problems. You can do everything yourself. So the way I look at it is, all we're trying to do is help you get that home. Right. You know, we're going to put you in front of great realtors. Right. Like I said, great mortgage brokers. But besides that, it's more of a mingle type event. You know, it's not like somebody trying to sell you stuff. I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say they, they but you know how it is. They were like, they go to a real estate event. Oh, just come on, it's free. You go there, it's like, yeah, you want to come to the next one? It's $300, exactly. right? Yeah, it's, it's free for this yeah, one. It's yeah. free for this one. Yeah, we're going to show you how you can make all this money. You do the $300 one. That's when they get you in there. Yeah. You know, then it's got, still another level yes. after that. And yeah. that 1500 really. Yeah. Unlock really right. yeah. You can unlock some info for the fifteen. I'm, I'm about to keep it real because I went there one time. This is when I was with my uh, my ex and stuff like that. And we're there, and they're like, yo, you know, if you really want to make money the way I'm making money, buy our course. And I'm like, okay, how much y'all course? $25,000 for their course. That's their market gimmick. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, 25000 And she like, well, what you want to do? I'm like, nah. Not that. Not yeah, that not that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not that. So, <laughs> and like I said, <laughs> and they still do it to Definitely like, not be, that. It's so funny because I'll be on the, um, I'll be driving and I'll listen to the radio. You know, I listen to a lot of sports stations and then the commercial will come up. Hey, you know, we're having this event. I'm just like, oh, here they go again. <laughs> just trying to will you in, but that's not us. Yeah. I mean, everything that we're given for this event is yours. You keep. We're not asking you to give us anything. Got we're it. We're not a profit. So we're out here to help everybody that we possibly can. That's dope. Get into the, uh, the, the, like the background of the company and everything so people can be uh, you know, more familiar with the company, the history, and why they should trust to come, y'all to come to this event that y'all going to execute everything that you're saying. Okay, so, you know, uh, Good Neighbor Initiative, that's the... That's the, that's the nonprofit. Okay, good neighbor. We're doing business as your home. Got it. You know, so, you know, yourhometristate.com. Um, and basically how we started out is we, we, we purchased a lot of properties. We were in the real estate. And then um, me and my partner was like, hey, you know, let's, let's, what can we do to help people out? So, you know, he came up, he was like, oh, maybe we should just do, you know, uh, giveaways or we got to figure out something to help out people because, you know, we are a nonprofit. We need to get to the people, especially us. Got it. Um, 
So then, you know, we came up with the idea. It's like, you know what? If we're already in real estate, right? We know realtors. Let's think about a way to get black people, underprivileged people homes. You know, um, let's find that, 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 that medium. Let's be that center point. Plug, as you would call it. Right. The, <laughs> you know. Gotta, gotta be the plug. In <laughs> <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, we vet these realtors. And these some of these realtors are realtors that we dealt with for our own properties before we sold them all off. We sold off all our properties. Okay. And now we're just in the business of helping, you know, people. You know, because, you know, at the end of the day, like, my passion, what I love so much is to help someone else. And that's the way I grew up. That's the way my dad taught me. I mean, it's, it's, it's embedded in the African culture, Liberian culture. You help out each one. That's family. Village mentality. Yeah. You know, um, so we went with that. We had our first event, which was pretty okay down at Continental on 17th or 17th, 18th. Or going yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Midtown. Yeah. yeah, Midtown. Midtown, they call it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Midtown. So then we was like, okay, the next one, we got we to gotta, we gotta bring it out more. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're going we gonna to add more to that next event, you know? So... One of the things that we're going to add is, you know, if you actually sign up and you come, and we want you to talk to these people, not just come and just like, oh, I'm going to pop a bottle, get a drink, and then leave. We want you to actually partake with the relatives, actually partake with the mortgage brokers. And then for the, for the people that, are, that actually sign up, if they actually go through with a purchase of a house, we're going to give them 2500 towards the closing price. Oh, wow. Oh, that's big. <laughs> <laughs> that's twenty five hundred. That's that's ten thousand. That's big. Yeah. You know, and then not only that, for the people that actually show up, we got we got so many gifts. We got, you know, I know the six of fans out there, so we got four tickets for y'all. Oh wow! Oh really? Four seats. Yeah. Is this gonna be a raffle? Yeah, it's gonna be a raffle. Okay, I'm but getting in the, the raffle. You have to be there now. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna be you know. there. <laughs> you like, know. How much for the whole sleeve of tickets? Yeah. <laughs> Cheaper than these floor seat prices I've been seeing in sixes anyway. Yeah, man. So, like, we're, we're, we're trying to, and it's not like one of those events where you got a speaker up and you just listen in and you're getting bored and you go get your coffee. Yeah. Like, you're you going to mingle. You know, it's going to be single people there for y'all out there. Um, so, you can, might be somebody new too. It's going to be a live music person, you know. Dope. We want, and it has to be upscale, right? Upscale, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I also know that everybody's saying it's the, you know, it's the day after. Our house and it's the Halloween event, but hey, it's the pre-party to the Halloween event because right. it's from six to ten. At ten, you could go leave and go, you know, do whatever. Right, get your night nice Don't really affect us anymore. We too about to aged out. Yeah, we aged out of house. <laughs> I don't know. I think Nikki's supposed to be there. We aged out. One hundred percent aged out of Nikki too. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a rush. <laughs> 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 we heard that on social media all day. It's going crazy out there. So, but uh, yeah, so we really want a big turnout. Yeah, so. it seems like y'all put a lot of uh, thought and a very uh, purposeful, very intentional um, as far as like how y'all crafted this event and um, wanting to make the user experience um, really good. So it's like, what made y'all say we gonna? You know, we did an event before. It was cool. We had some people. Whatever it was great. But let's go, like, just kind of throw the kitchen sink at them this time. What made y'all, what inspired y'all to say, like, we're going to do so much, just go around? The thing is, you know, the way I look at it is to get people out to help people, you got to give them a passion to run the company. 
You gotta give him a hook. We call it a hook in like the event world. You gotta give him a hook. You gotta give him a hook to come. Yeah. Like, why would I come to your event? Hey, this is why you wanna come to my event. Right. All these different reasons. You definitely want that 2500 for sure. <laughs> right, for that closing cost. Yeah. And you don't have to search for people. Like a lot of times when you when you go house searching, you gotta, you gotta find your realtor. You know, you gotta find like then the realtor be like, hey, I got this mortgage broker. You be like, well, I don't want to call you like that. But if you got everybody in just in one setting, hey, you go like, I, I could talk to him. All right, cool. I'm not really feeling his vibe. I'm gonna go talk to him. Right. I don't gotta keep calling people up on the phone. Everybody's there. Yeah. So you could find the perfect match for you and just go. Yeah. You know, so that centralized location for an event makes it better. It's a, it's a better user experience. Yeah. You know, going forward for your purchase of your home. Um, how would you say the overall climate um, is right now to uh, purchase a home? Do you think this is like a, the, like the market is the seller's market is kind of cooling off and it's starting to be beneficial for people to uh, buy homes again? The seller market is definitely cooling off because, you know, Government did the interest rate. Yeah. Hiked. Um, so I've seen houses that, ridiculous prices, but um, like one house was in 2017, right? Like, Not that long ago, literally yeah, five years ago. 335000 Um, Right after the pandemic, when everybody's getting money in, they sold it for close to 650 Oh wow! Oh yeah, that goes on. Yeah, that that is what's going yeah. on, right? That was just basically. So people are outbidding everybody. Yeah, everybody's trying to get a home. I spoke to somebody. She said that she hadn't sold a house in, I think it was. She said seventeen months. Where the asking, the house actually went for the asking price. Everything like everything goes to a yeah. bidding war. Way over asking price. Yeah. But now you're noticing the cool off right. because interest rates are going up. Starting to, uh, I want to hold off. I don't want to buy right now, you know, because, you know, I'm actually going to wind up spending. They feel as though they're going to wind up spending more money Got for it. a house that isn't worth the price that they're selling it for. So, with that happening, there's a cool off. The house of prices are dropping as well. But the thing is, and I need people to understand this: if let's say you go rent today, right, for twenty-two thousand, in five years your rent going up. Every year your rent's going to keep going up. Yeah, every year rent's going up on a low ball, probably 12%. Yeah. Maybe more. Oh, Let's I say... Nice for you. Yeah. You can always refinance. You can always do something to your mortgage to lower your mortgage payments over the long term. Mm -hmm. So you don't always... Your rent... Just because it's 5% now, if it drops a year from now, you can still refinance for a lower mortgage rate. Right. So that's the way you got to look at it. You can still lower your payments. You're not going to lower your payments running. I can tell you that. Yeah, right your now. payment. I'm gonna let you go live somewhere else. I mean, yeah, you go live grossly below your means, but most people <laughs> yeah. aren't really prepared to do that. Yeah, uh, we talk about that a lot on our show. Like, you know, the way people, you know, can financially get ahead is like, you know, taking your existing bills and just finding ways to cut them. And the biggest way to do so is uh, living below your means. But you know, most times what happens is when people go into like the housing market or a rental market, they like, all right, I can afford two thousand. Getting something for two thousand, like they're not looking at like maybe I could get something for sixteen fifty, save the three fifty, whatever, whatever. So yeah, so you're right. Most people aren't prepared to uh to you know to cut costs in that manner. They don't want to give up like their stainless steel appliances and stuff. Like that. <laughs> I mean, do you do you want to? I don't know. 
I think we all spoiled in that regard at this oh, point. Yeah. I think we I think we married to him. <clears throat> um, any other cool aspects or features of uh, this event that you can maybe you know give the audience some inf- some insight or some information into? Um, I mean, the other thing we're gonna have some photographers there. So, like I said, definitely come dress to impress. Videographer, um, dancing, music. Hey, it's open bar. I know y'all love that. Hey. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> got and we we not we talking about top shelf open bar, not the the Nikolai when you go to the club down the street somewhere. Open bar, you know what I'm saying, um, real deal open bar, real deal open bar. Uh, free food, you know everybody love to eat for sure. You know, so, I heard there's gonna be uh, some special guests there. We can't say who yet, yeah, but got some, yeah. some special guests. Definitely some special guests in the building, so y'all should definitely be there. You know. Um, yeah, like it's, it's going to be a big, big event. You know, it's outside. We so the event, the the place itself, the venue. There's an indoor and outdoor. Okay. Section. You know, um, it's down Northern Liberties for those people that don't know. Um, so you know what the the environment is like. Uh, very classy. Cool, swanky, yeah. upscale. Yeah. Yeah, right near the piazza. So it's parking also, because I know a lot of people. From the last event, we're like, hey, well, I wanted to make it, but, you know, parking down 17th for Walnut is crazy. You could park right in the Acme parking lot for free. So, y'all could come there. I would suggest Ubering for the people that are going to drink, but, you know, it's going to be a good time. Sounds like it. Yeah, me and Matt was talking about it earlier. We're definitely going to uh, make sure that we come make our presence felt, um, inform people, as many people as we can through, um, you know, through our own individual, like, networks and stuff like that. Because um, I think home ownership is important, and especially uh, people that are, like, informed buyers that understand, like, you know, being able to leverage a home um, as an asset in your favor if you start getting into buying, like, the duplexes and triplexes and stuff like that, and people making, like, informed, uh, like, purchasing decisions and, you you know, really being able to almost set yourself up to, like, you talk about, like, you know, minimizing your rent or, or, or trying to, li- like, basically you could eliminate your rent in certain situations yeah. if you, uh, you know, you use your, your home buying um, experience the right way. Yeah, like, like here, here's one thing, like, that, let's say you're a single guy, right? You're buying your first home. You could actually, you know, renovate it to where you only live on a, you, you basically do a duplex of your home. Mm-hmm. Maybe you live on the bottom floor or you live on the top floor. You, you bring in a renter and you basically live in rent, mortgage rent free. You know, you could do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's options out there. I mean, definitely come, especially if you have, you need to have a job. Let's say that. <laughs> you have to have provable income. <laughs> you, you have to have provable income. You know, I, <laughs> but, you know, and uh, we, we're definitely looking for people that don't own a home. Right. Bang. This is geared toward first time home buyers. First time home buyers. Because that's where you're going to get the most bang for yes. your buck as far as being able to get some of those additional credits and there's programs out there and y'all giving up 2500 for the closing and all of that. That's where the bang for your buck is, is on the first timers. Yep. And the luxury gifts. You might, you might get a ring light, like I said. Six or four tickets, you know. We, you know, we might even throw in something else special. Who knows? We still got two weeks to the event, October 29th. So, yes. 
Yeah. I've worked uh, closely with, uh, you know, with John and, you know, Bjorn and um, my guy Will, who's doing some of the social and stuff like that for this event. And y'all, uh, I got to say, like, I was I was blown away, like, when I got the whole um, ethic behind the event and uh, exactly what y'all were doing, because y'all put a ton of thought, effort, and intentionality uh, into this event. And, you know, we pride ourselves on the show about being transparent and like giving information and bringing resources forward um, to our audience. And I just think this is a huge resource that's, uh, you know, right in everybody's backyard um, that people can come to, attend for free, meet who they need to meet, uh, make the necessary connections and start the process of potentially being able to change their life by buying a home. So I, I'm all the way forward. This is, this is great, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying, trying to make changes out here, especially in Philadelphia and the climate. Yeah, you know, you know um, everybody needs some type of positivity out here. You know, so owning your own home and not having to worry about one aspect is great. Absolutely. Talk about real quick before we let you go. Um, like your background and what made you interested in real estate and kind of, uh, you know, how you ascended to the top of this organization. All right, so let's talk about my background, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's this two totally different different things. So. Me, I graduated, so I'm from North Philly, you know, 22nd and Master. Um, basically grew up there my entire life. Uh, my dad is African Liberia. My mom is basically American black. Um, and my dad installed like this, this thing of, yo, know, get your education, get your education, get your education. So of course I went to school. I started at community college first. Okay. Oh, wait, what high school did you go to? Bowdoin. Okay. Right, fourth and George. So it's not <laughs> even that. It's not even for that far from the event. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So went to Bowdoin High School. Then I went to community college. Yeah, I was like, uh, I want to be a doctor. That ain't work out. Right. So I was like, you know, you good in math? Let's go. My dad's like, do something in math. So I, I decided to be a computer uh, science major. Dope. So I graduated in computer science. So I do a lot of my my expertise. Awesome. Apps and stuff like that. Like, so I'm a geek at heart. <laughs> True geek. <laughs> um, and then from there, you know, I started, I, I worked at Comcast. Uh, worked at All Mac. Uh, even worked for the IRS a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> People get scared when you say the IRS. He <laughs> was the last. <laughs> I was in charge of audits. Yeah, I was auditing everybody that came across my yeah, when, your grandma, when your grandma lost her house, that was me. Uh, so, uh, me and my close friend, uh, no, we were real close, and then he introduced me to uh, uh, my partner guy. Um, and he was like, yo, like, since we had so much in common, I had a passion for like doing things. He's like, yo, you should, you should come along. You should, you should come up. So, we start, I, I came along. Um, I was showing him stuff that I could do that especially with data analytics and stuff like that. And then from there, he's like, you know what? I think we should just move you up and have you running it. Wow. That's how, that's how it happened. And yo, this is, like, to be the president of a company at this age is, like, it's fascinating. Yeah. Because it's weird because going to meetings where you're actually looking at the president, like, when I was at Com well, Comcast and going to the meetings there, you listen to the president or the vice president, I, I like, I like the aspect of being in control, but I'm also I'm different from other CEOs. 
don't agree with a lot of things. I don't agree with the nine to five. Right? Yeah. Like that's the way I want to run my company. No, that that nine to five structure. It's not suitable. So you pride yourself on like work life balance. Yes. Right. That's admirable. Yeah. I agree. The nine to five thing is just <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that ain't it. That ain't it. And to be honest, I mean, like some people work double jobs because they got paid rent because the rent's so high. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, you can take a take a little load off if you buy that house. You know, I mean, you might have to not to work those two jobs. <laughs> exactly. You know. So. Yeah, no, nah, man. Um, we're we're like I said, we're very excited to be uh, like partner with y'all and you know help spread the word to this and put it out directly to our audience um, and be entrusted with delivering the message that y'all have. And um, it's just very very dope to see and refreshing to see a young black president CEO of a company um, and somebody that's the uh, whole business ethic is basically is based around selflessness and like wanting to help people. You don't really see that a lot. Yeah, like I said, you know, like my grandma, like she, she, she definitely was like, she, so my middle name is Adric, right? Like Cedric the Entertainer, but with an A. Right. And she'd be like, Adric, Adric, what are you doing? Like, go help that person out. Like, like my whole thing is that, like, yeah. we pride ourselves on just loving each other. We can argue, we can fight. Next day, we still loving each other, you feel what I'm saying? So, I always look out to one way or another, if I can, if I got it, I'm going to help you to the fullest. For sure. And not ask for something in return. Right. I do it out there. Yeah, do it righteously, just genuinely wanting to help. That's great. Um, Saturday, the 29th of October, uh, day after Powerhouse, Figo Restaurant, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, your home, uh, f- fall, first-time home buyer mixer. A lot of, uh, you know, free food, free drinks, surprise guests, swag bags, uh, Sixers tickets. <laughs> Might throw a flat screen in there. I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, no, no. You know people love flat screens. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I don't think that. Yo, it's like every uh, every every Black Friday yeah, they go yeah, on yeah, to buy yeah, more they, TV. I was like, they buy TV last year. Do need I another have? TV. Yeah. Yeah, that was a thirty-two inch genitalia. Yeah, I need a yeah. new TV. Need a better what, brand. What, what was we calling them? The uh, uh, the uh, uh, Marion. Fifty-five inch Marion. Fifty-five inch Marion ain't gonna hold up. Yeah, that just remote oh. stop working. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But yeah, John, we appreciate you. Bjorn, thank you for hooking us up, for making this happen, brother. Um, Saturday, the 29th of October, we'll be in the building. We need all of y'all to be there. TRP Nation, pull up in droves. It's a free event, free food, free liquor. Drive responsibly, drink responsibly. Yes. Uh, come out, have a good time, and meet your match at the uh, your home first time. Home buyers event for this fall, and do y'all have plans to uh, do this again? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. So next year, we won't have another one. Okay. Oh, it might be around the springtime where everybody be outside. Right, right, right. Outside. All the way outside. All the way outside. Y'all love being. I know y'all love being outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we outside. That's y'all thing. So yeah, so that's it, man. Uh, another episode of Realist Podcast ever. Shout out to John. Thank you for coming, my brother. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening. Make sure y'all like, share. 
and spread this content. Leave a comment. If y'all need any additional information on the event, flyer, whatever, whatever, y'all can hit me up. I'll send it right directly to you. Put it in your calendar so you don't forget. Saturday, October 29th, Figo Restaurant, 1033 North 2nd Street, right by the Piazza. Rose Podcast ever. I'm out. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.